music He's ahead of his time, you know But he can't use it If only he could prove it Well, tomorrow's just a song away A song away A song away Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining me, look at this, we're recording live, we got five people in the studio, we're not doing the Zoom bullshit, we actually have people that came over to my house, we're going to record, it's going to be fun, the episode's called Books and Music, and as my guest co-hosts today, you may know them both from the Ramones of the Day podcast. Now, that's not in a, well, it's still out there. You can find it and yeah, listen. Yeah, it's like Absolutely. the real Ramones. Is yeah. it's frozen in ember. It's out there. There's just no new episodes because you guys would go uh, through every song and you're, we're out of songs. There's yeah. no new songs. Yep. But anyway, joining me as guest co-host, and they're they're co-hosts because they brought songs. We have Philip Matas and Molly Ann Hale. Welcome back to the show, guys. How Thank are you guys doing? We're so good. Good. Vaccinated and ready. So vaccinated. In person. And ready to hear tracks. Vax Re- you. Oh. Vax and ready for tracks. Oh. How, tracks many, how many DJs are saying that across the country? <laughs> probably none because they're stupid, right? Yeah. Probably. I love it. Vaxed and ready for tracks. I love it. <laughs> These tracks are vaxxed and playing back-to-back vax tracks. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you something, because we said that we're out of Ramon songs. Yeah. What if what if down the line, unreleased songs come out that we've never heard? Do you guys revisit it and get back into that? Technically speaking, and I have to check with our lawyers, <laughs> our, our target was around the ones that the band released when they were a band. Okay, so sanctioned so was, by the band. Yeah, that was our that was our kind of out. Uh, we wanted how I basically how I conned Molly into doing mm-hmm. this with me was setting an end point. Yes. In a way uh, that I know, I mean, I know lots of great, funny, handsome podcasters <laughs> who who have Where are you they? know <laughs> I know they're somewhere east. But they, you know, that you guys do, you know, it's an every week, every month type yeah. of thing. It can go on forever. And that's awesome. But our thing was like, we want to make this a limited thing. So we might explore it. I think we would talk about it. But right. but yeah. And you, you never get a petition together and enough signatures. I yeah, think yeah. 10,000 likes and we're yeah. back. And you guys never thought when that would end that you might do like uh, the Clash of the Day or another band. You're just like, no, nope, we'll just do the Ramones in and out. I, I like that the Ramones are special yeah. and they get the treatment. Also, you know, doing a podcast takes a lot of work. <laughs> does it? Yeah. yeah, goddamn right. I had yeah. to change this table. It doesn't usually sit like this. It sits this way. But you guys were coming, so I had to configure the room. We broke down our table. Yeah. 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 No. <laughs> no, yeah. I think we, we like the, the closed. It felt good. The All right, good. To good. be done. Very yeah. nice. And you guys had kind of an event, right, when it ended? Yeah, we had a live show to celebrate the podcast ending. It was really fun. Well, to celebrate the podcast ending, and we had, I don't know if it was the first West Coast Joey Ramone birthday bash, yeah. but we'll, right. we'll, we'll, we'll say claim it was. That. We'll say it was, but if lawyers ask, no way. No. <laughs> no. Uh, it was Molly's birthday, too, so it was a triple threat. My birthday and Joey Ramone's birthday are the yeah. same day. We had a cover band. A tribute band, actually. A tribute band. Were they a good Ramones tribute actually, band? They are fantastic. What were I they called? One, two, three, four? No. <laughs> no. Too Tough, Too Die. Okay. With, they, with the number two. Yes. Yes. Okay. Legal. Uh, but they, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, they were great. And their thing is like, they play the hard, more the hard and fast stuff. So like, okay. I want to be your boyfriend isn't going to be there, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, loudmouth is going to be they there. They do a lot of, you know, brain drain. 
<laughs> no, no, baby, I love you. No, baby, no, I love you. no. <laughs> nope. Did uh, did they do they dress the part also? I, I mean, they're they're like punk guys from Los Angeles, but they don't you know? put like wigs on or anything. No, 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 no. no. They're more. I, I I forget the lead singer's name, but he looked the part the most. Yeah, but there's also only three of them. So I mean, yeah. wow, so, power trio. Yeah, a power trio. Uh, but they, yeah, they were they were putting the music first, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, how squeaky my chair is. It's perfect. You don't think that this isn't easy? <laughs> By the way, pa- uh, podcasts are hard work. So head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. And if you've been listening for 11 fucking years, go for the $2 a month. Jesus Christ. $50 and 50 cents, not $50, 50 cents an episode. Sometimes I put up two episodes a week. That takes it down to a quarter an episode. What are you doing, people? What? All right. <laughs> we got to keep the lights on here. Yeah, right. <laughs> They're flickering and the chairs are squeaking. Chairs are squeaking. Wouldn't you like me to have a not squeaky chair? Wouldn't you like me to get some WD-40? I can't do it without your support. It just stares at it in the window in the cabinet of Target. It's like, mm, someday. Someday, maybe. Turns out his pockets. <laughs> just moths. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't been here for this long. This is so fun already. Yeah, yeah. That's our show, folks. Yay! That's just <laughs> like Why us. Not? Just end it on a high. <laughs> Because I kept threatening with you two that we were going to do a podcast about songs that's that with lyrics that didn't age well yeah. in 2021. And we're still going to do that. I'm telling okay, you right great. now, we're still going to do it. But then this thing came, it was called COVID. And then, yeah. and, and then I just, and then that, that, then that gave me a year out to not invite you here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I yeah. keep promising that now I can just fucking it was, relax. It was kind of nice to have that excuse as probably a, I'm I'm a bit of an introvert. It was oh, nice I to be it. like, like, oh, I was happy as a clam. Can't do it. Mm-mm, I didn't go anywhere. Sorry. I didn't nope. see anybody. Nope. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Nope. I watch what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I'm binging what I want to binge. <laughs> I didn't feel guilty when I was sitting around watching like some Hammer horror movie from 1959. No. Awesome. And uh, you know, PR would come in. What are you watching? I'm like, oh, I'm watching the you know, Scars of Dracula. Oh, cool. Cool. She said, cool. <laughs> this pandemic is the best. Yeah. I think everyone would agree. <laughs> yeah. Five stars. Uh, you have kids, right, Philip? I have one kid, yeah. How old is your child? He is 11. Okay. Sixth so, grade. Just graduated sixth So grade. how is it for him? Because he's not six where you would be pulling your hair out, but he's not 16 like my youngest. Where I'd be uh, pulling my hair out. Well, <laughs> so how did the pandemic go for him? Was, did he did he adapt and it was chill? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think early on, especially when he was when we were first getting into the whole you're doing school at home. Yeah, that was trying because my wife is also a teacher. OK, and we don't have the biggest house. So my son was in one corner of the living room and I was in the other. Okay. And so I was in science and math class all the time. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure you for, failed. I, I didn't, I, I am disputing those grades. Uh, I think when they eventually did go back and they did like little baby steps, mm-hmm. it was like some, a couple hours a day or maybe a couple days a week. Yeah. That was best for him because just for the adult in the room, imagine going to school with your dad in the room. Yeah. Even if you are paying attention. The drag. Yeah. Well, even if you are paying attention, it's just a hassle to be like, there, there he is again. Yeah. Yeah. Kids want to go to school to get away from yeah. Yeah, their parents and yeah. being with their friends. So, so it was okay. We were healthy. So we were happy about that. It was kind of nice to have him around, just to like be around him. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. 
and we would make a joke that like when he had a break, I usually had a break too. So we called the kitchen, the break room. And we, <laughs> and we made, our dog was the manager and we made a, we made an ID for him. It, it was a long time guys. That's <laughs> funny. Weird. You guys are funny. Here, here's how Philip's son tells that story. Oh, my dad has the stupid joke. He calls the kitchen a break room. We got to do that. We made a name tag for the dog. It was so stupid. Pretty I, much. <laughs> that is right. I can't, I'm, I'm going to mess up what he told me the other day, but I said, you know, I did one of those things where you just make the same joke again. And he's like, he said something like, it's a little predictable, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why you're supposed to find that comforting. The, uh, so he did okay. He did okay. But he, I mean, but definitely I feel like the weight of the house improved you know just the weight on our shoulders improved when it was a little more normal and just yeah, more space sure us. absolutely um my uh, the funniest thing that my my youngest has said recently uh she came into our room like at midnight because we are still up sometimes she just comes in and wants to talk yeah so we just chat and then she goes okay i'm going to the kitchen to get a drink and i said what are you going to get it what are you going to get a big glass of stupid <laughs> and she said i can't you drink it all well done yeah, well done. <laughs> I laughed great. like a jackass for like twenty minutes straight. That's funny. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell uh, my kids one of my kids' funniest moments. So there's this family around us down the street who has like a zillion dogs, okay. and they're always like out and screaming at everybody. And we normally avoid this place when we walk our dog because it just sets them off. And there was a cat, and we named all the we came up with names okay. like there's stupid there's jackass <laughs> and then we came up with the cat who wants to be a dog somehow that cat has been ingratiated in there so that was the beginning of the pandemic and then six months in we're walking by there we don't see the cat Uh-oh. but there's a doberman pincher there and we're like oh my god and and my son goes his dream came true <laughs> like, wow i mean get out of your way that's terrific you know what you're doing that's terrific <laughs> His now, dad is a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gave it all. Take it, kid. Now, Molly, you tell Philip and I how great it is not to have kids. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to tell you, there was a point like into the pandemic where I, my friend who also doesn't have children and I were just chatting and we just had a moment together. We were like, we're so happy <laughs> we don't have children right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, man. Now, what was it like for you? You don't have a roommate? I do have a roommate. You do? Yeah. Okay, so you weren't alone. No, no, I wasn't alone. Okay, um, cool. That's good. Never alone. That, that might have been <laughs> that. Might, <laughs> that I that might that might cause you to go a little crazy if you were alone for that long. Honestly, I can do it. I I, I love I being alone. I can do it for long periods of you're time. Good, you're good no, at it too. Man. It's like you found things like writing, uh, oh, yeah. producing, and stuff like that that yeah. you've and even like web development and stuff where yeah. you you've built the whole. So like when this came in to be like, oh my God, we have to reach out digitally to people. No, I, 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 had, the people were like, I had the best it. year of my business by far. That's fantastic. During COVID. Yeah. 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 See, my wife keeps telling me she thinks I could do it. She goes, I think you could live alone. I really think you could. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. What? With I, bags in hand. Yeah. I think you could do it. I'm, I'm having a, a moment with my roommate and I said, you know. I, I think you should move out. And she said, are you going to live with someone else? Because I think you should live alone. And I said, yeah, I, I think I should live alone too. <laughs> but That's she, the point. But she's still there or did she move yeah, out? Yeah, she, she hasn't right. moved out yet. But we, we're, we're in discussion. You're thinking but you also it. figured out, we were talking about like, you know, you have a backyard where you have a garden. Yeah, you got to be able to have out, an outdoor space. Yeah, is really outdoor room, now. outdoor space. Yeah. Good deal. Your own, your own space became a real thing this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. That has been Pandemic Talk on Rock Solid. <laughs> Finally, someone's talking about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? People were ignoring it for so long. I decided, you know, because it's a hoax. But um, <laughs> so let's get into it. Here's the reason. That, <laughs> yeah. What, what do we do here? Here's the reason we're here today. It's because, Philip, you just wrote a book. I did. And you want to promote this thing. It'll be out in September. Right. And I said, why can't record with you without Molly? Because uh, I'm not, right. don't like you that much. Right. So. <laughs> That can't you podcast the, alone? Yeah, yeah can you? Can no. you just do it? <laughs> no. I mean, you know, book of the day or something, do a <laughs> yeah, new thing. Sure. So One let's hear, day. what is your book about? Uh, my book uh, is a mystery, technically a cozy mystery, which mm-hmm. I can explain if we need to. Okay. Um, but is a mystery called The Murderous Haircut of the Mayor of Bel Air. It is about a, uh, a hairstylist, uh, a young woman living in the San Fernando Valley who has psychic abilities. So- Everybody's on base. Yeah, so far so, far, yep. so good. Okay. <laughs> She's psychic abilities, uh, and they normally help her when she cuts hair because she can touch the back of someone's head and she sees the perfect style they want. I like Even it. if they're not describing it, you know, it's just like any little She's like, oh, you want, okay, got it. Uh, and, and then all the customers are pleased as punch every and time. And they're all pleased, yeah. Uh, and she does okay, and then, but then one day she's cutting the hair of a strange customer, a different customer, mm-hmm. and she sees a murdered body. Dun, dun, dun. And then she feels compelled by a little bit of investigation where it doesn't seem like anybody's taking this as seriously as they should, that she may be the only person who can solve this. All right. Now, yeah. let me ask you this. Is yeah. this a, is this a YA book? No. It's not. Okay. No. Although, so that's the thing. And I've, uh, it's funny. I've, I've been on a couple other shows more. What? Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, what the hell? I can't. Where am I? You didn't uh, take me, so I'm just as shocked as you <laughs> I did, are. I did. I just record the episodes and just log them in my house. <laughs> no, uh, the one. Uh, this brings me back to the description of what a cozy mystery is. Okay. So a cozy mystery is basically like if you picture a mystery movie on uh, the Hallmark Network. Okay. So there's no explicit sex. There's no like really gory violence. There's okay. not a lot of swears. Um, but there's different variations on that where. Some are more like Murder, She Wrote. I was just going to say Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Perfect. Wrote is a prototypical one, okay. right? Um, you, you can, if you, when you go back to bookstores, um, if you go into the mystery place and you see like punny titles and like cats and dogs and pets on the front, that is probably a cozy mystery. That's a cozy mystery. Okay, so cool. Mine is cozy in that it's like, it's based around amateur sleuth who happens to be a woman and she, you know, she's in over her head, but she doesn't have a pet. <laughs> Okay. So that's my way of saying like maybe closer to PG-13, but I'm trying, yeah, I I am dealing more with some satire mm-hmm. of the world of Los Angeles, but also dealing with basically a B-level X-Men character who has psychic abilities and cuts hair. <laughs> now, here's, my, ne- here's yeah. my next question. Please. I know this hasn't even been released yet, but is this, could this be an ongoing character? Could this character be in another book? I'm so glad you asked that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, this was the first book I wrote um, and then I thought, yeah, you sh- I should, I could do more with this. So after this one, I have in various degrees of completion, three others. Wow. That's, so, that's excellent. Yeah. I purposely, I talked to some other people who, this is all independently published too. Uh, I talked to some other people in that situation and they said, number one, it's like a series is great yeah, because you yep. hang on to the character. Right. But then you expand it out to different forays and you, yeah, you just kind of keep going. So I wanted to see if I could get anywhere with like, can I write a second one before I do this one? I'm like, oh yeah, I can. And then I wrote a third one. And then I wrote a fourth one. I'm like, oh, I should probably publish one of these. Right. Let's so, do something yeah. with it. Yeah. And in the second one, does she get a pet? 
No. <laughs> mm, I'm hoping this pet gets on the cover here. Well, he was telling me on the ride over that that's one of the things about cozy mysteries. They have to have a pet. And I just, I, I don't understand yeah. it. It's so it's just It's basically just a, it's a genre convention. All right. You know, it, it, I'll explain it to you this way, Molly. The Ramones played with guitars, <laughs> bass and drums, yeah. loud and fast. Yeah. When they veer off of that, people tend to think, it's like, oh, this doesn't quite sound like what the Ramones normally sound like. That's what that is. Mine is closer to the Danny Says of the Ramones also, oeuvre. Everyone is, who understands that, you're great. This is very typical that Philip has to explain everything to me <laughs> in sorry. a Ramones yes. way yeah. right. in terms of Ramones. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you ever incorporate a pet, I'm going to throw this out here. Uh, Mr. Tingles is the name <laughs> of oh, the that's, pet. Oh, that's, okay, great. And maybe the pet actually has I was gonna a power say too. should have, yeah, then maybe, it's a whole Sabrina a whole the Teenage thing. Witch situation. Yeah, very we nice. Yeah, Mr. Well, Tingles. I, I just want to say I haven't read Philip's book yet, but I've known No Philip one has, it doesn't time. come out till it, September. It hasn't, doesn't come out till September, <laughs> but I've known Philip for a very long time and he is by far one of my favorite comedians. Great. So I, I would say to anybody listening, it's probably worth picking up this book because I bet it's going to be pretty funny yeah i just started That's reading funny. about a week ago okay oh Be because at, at we, all but yes <laughs> well, behind this curtain by the way this this curtain is up because when i do zoom this is the curtain oh yeah behind there's bookshelves and stuff but all my books are back there um uh we pulled the plug on direct tv we've mm, been we've okay. been wanting to do it for years and then i'm just so like proud of you we're just doing it and so i've been reading uh, books since we pulled the plug. Who yeah. knew? Who knew? <laughs> They're only a million years old. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, it's nice. Well, this is fantastic. Yeah. And I know that when this episode drops, the book comes out in September. This episode will probably drop sometime in August. And we're going to give away like four copies of the book. That'd be great. Four, yeah. four hard copies. Can, you'll can, sign these. You'll I, say, love will, Mr. Tingles. Uh, oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> Mr. Tingles, wink, wink. You know what you're, what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I can also get... Uh, if you go to philipmatas.com, I can also get you coupons for a digital copy. Now, you should spell your name because you have a, Thank there's you. A, many ways to spell Philip, and no one knows how to spell Matas. So, Philip is spelled the right way P H I L L I P. Okay. M O T T A Z, like zebra. Dot com. Dot com. All right. Terrific. Find me there. Now, Molly, throughout the show, if you have anything you want to promote, anything you want to talk about, just throw it in there. But let's. Right now, yeah. get into this topic. Let's dive. So sometimes when someone wants to come on the show and promote a book or, or promote whatever they're doing, I just figure out just some easy way that we can just wedge music into it. So again, this is called uh, Books and Music or Music and Books, whatever I said earlier. That's what it is. And so, <laughs> so locked in stone, Mr. Tingles. I just said we would, we would play songs by artists who... Uh, like uh, music artists who might have an autobiography out yeah. or, or, or whatever you want, however you wanted to wedge it in. So yeah, that's yeah. what we're doing. Involves, involves music, music and, and books. books. Yes. Look, that's it. And that's what we're going to do now. Since nice. uh, Philip, you've been talking so much. I'm letting Molly go yeah, first. Go, of course. Yeah. As she takes a big drink of her, of her fancy Perrier. <laughs> Only the fanciest. She didn't water want for the me. vodka, but she's gonna have the. <laughs> Wait, that's vodka. Yeah. <laughs> what if it was? What if That'd I just? What if that's what I do? I just put vodka. I have go, new respect and I tell you, you, it's water. So the next time you have two guests, you should have make two waters, one vodka, and just Russian oh, roulette. And just, yeah, Russian, Russian vodka yeah. roulette. That would be amazing. And yeah. you did, and you got it, and you can't like half ass. No, it. everybody to, like, at gulp, once. Take a big gulp. That would be so good. Great. Okay, nothing Molly. illegal about that. No, nothing. I would have no problem with it. Nothing. Hey, unless there's children on the show. 
All right. <laughs> Molly. Silly. There's three, three children right here, right now. Go ahead, Molly. What's your first song? Tell us how it relates to books and, and all that good stuff. Um, what is my first song? I, I didn't even uh, bring my list with me, but... Um, can you look it up on your phone? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can tell you right now. Dee Dee Ramone. Yes. Uh, wrote a so basically like every Ramon wrote a memoir except for Joey pretty much and I've read all of them um, <laughs> and so I'm starting with um, Didi Ramon he wrote a memoir and I chose Warthog because uh, there's just a couple of songs that Didi sings on this one I I love very much and I think uh, a lot of people consider it a, a, a great Ramon song and from Too Tough to Die 1984 here's some Warthog. That one was definitely played by that Too Tough to Die group. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. That's absolutely. like why they formed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I love this song too because Too Tough to Die is considered like, you know, the the comeback album for the Ramones and it was supposed to be hard and fast and all that. And um, that, that song I think really is like, sounds like the Ramones coming into this new kind of punk sound that they oh, were yeah. trying to harness and, and recapture their audience with. And uh, I don't know. We don't hear Dee Dee enough, I don't think. No. I want to jump on that and say that while it is a mess and maybe not the best Ramones <laughs> book, yeah, you and I going through Ramones book club yeah. were like, that book is unique. Oh, it is such a unique <laughs> memoir. You can't tell what is fiction and what isn't. There are stories in there that you're like, did that really happen? I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's Dee Dee, so you're like, that could have happened. Exactly. Yeah, and I, then there's like just poems at some point. My favorite part, and I'm going to mess it up a little bit. It's like bit. a manifesto. Yeah. yeah. In a way. There's My favorite part was when one of the times he goes to rehab and he's discussing like how it's just, it's awful. And he got stuck with this guy who smelled and he like worked out all the time and they made us eat and it was degrading and they made us play volleyball. It was the worst. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, it's all like this. Yeah. Yeah. So degrading to play volleyball. <laughs> yeah. But um, just in, in general, for any Ramones fans out there, it is fascinating to read all of their memoirs kind of back to back because you get this really intense look at the group from all these different point yeah. of views and they're all totally different storytellers. Mm -hmm. So uh, high recommend if you like the Ramones, go read the books because it is just fascinating. Yep. It, is, it is the Rashomon effect of the Ramonesamon effect yeah, where you yeah. get multiple POVs of the same event. And there's yeah. other there's other great books about the Ramones too, not just the ones yeah. that the, that the no. members wrote. There's there's tons of uh, of great books by the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, great that's what I wanted to say and that's what I said. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. Now, I know you sent me you guys sent me these in a specific order, but you can play them in any order. You can play yeah, them yeah. in cool. any any way you want to. Okay, I just want well, you to know, we're not we're not so strict here. Okay. Well, for mine, mine is also about a seminal New York band uh, with people who thought that maybe they were related, but they actually weren't, and they changed their names. Um, anybody who's read the Beastie Boys book, A, your arms are tired because it's it's <laughs> enormous. Uh, like the band, it is an obnoxious size. <laughs> um, but it's also awesome. Um, it's It came out 2018. 
written by Mike D and Adrock, uh, following the passing of MCA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's awesome because it has it tells the story, but they also like edited each other. Okay. So Mike D will write something, and then there'll be an asterisk where Adrock literally like either contradicts him or makes fun of him. Oh, that's kind of fun. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. There's comic books. There's recipes. There's pictures, there's essays from celebrities, like Amy Poehler does the rundown of all the videos. It's great. That what sounds about, like very Beastie Boys. Is there yeah. volleyball talk? Because that's <laughs> degrading. There might be. There that's might be some. so degrading. But to, the, to that point, one thing they do that's great is they started out as a quartet uh, and, and now I'm barbershop? Total, no. Uh, no, they had, they, uh, a young woman was their drummer. Wow. And they excised her because they were told it was like you can't have women in the band and and then they made an obnoxious party album and then they kind of didn't like themselves because of that mm. so the song that i picked was why more, didn't they bring the girl back then i know i, I call her a girl i don't yeah i don't know i don't know they she eventually the dame where where'd yeah. the dame go? i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna look her up because now i'm kicking myself how are her pins her did she have a nice set of pins <laughs> her games are off the wall <laughs> pins <laughs> i i think it was because they started as a punk band and they, you know, you have a drummer, but then they got into the early stages of rap and hip hop and they were like, we're going to do this thing. And we, we kind of believe our own hype because we're making these party anthems yeah. we're making fun of, but they're also becoming those things. Yeah. They like, they write a sincere apology to wow. her and have her. Fascinating. Oh, it's, it's great. But so the song that I picked is from the middle of their career mm-hmm. when they, so they've gone through rap, they became big stars, but they also became what they hated. Yeah. Then they followed that up with Paul's Boutique, where they're like, we want to make more like this. And the world was kind of like, like, it <laughs> we didn't, don't want that. <laughs> it didn't do so great. So what they did was they went back to playing their own music and incorporating everything. And this is from Check Your Head. This is Jimmy James. All righty. This next one is. Wait a minute. Oh, that is it. That is it. Oh, that, you know what? That confused me. Oh, yeah. That's cheap trick. It is. That's yeah. part of why I picked it because Pat likes cheap trick. And it, and it confused me. <laughs> You're yeah. such a because I didn't listen to I didn't listen to the the songs before. I just put them in. Oh man, I could have put anything up. then. You could have. It could have said "fuck you, Pat." <laughs> and like, okay, here we go. This next one is the first song on our new album. that I picked the part where the only lyrics were cheap trick. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> this is going to sound obnoxious. You, Go for it. You can't have your phones on the table because it makes a hum. Oh, okay. No with the uh, with the uh, mics, I don't know why. Molly, you get your stuff. Yeah, you would think. <laughs> and uh, you guys are gonna have to do the rest of this from the car. Okay. Oh, if you could sign on to Zoom from the car, <laughs> Zoom. I'd That's prefer what we'll it. Do. I That's would prefer we'll that. Do. I would prefer it <laughs> than being here, of course, <laughs> <laughs> indoors. All right, my song is coming yeah. from Mr. Pete Townsend. Oh, wow. okay. He wrote a book called "Who I Am," and I can tell you who he is. He's a he's a curmudgeon. <laughs> that, that is guy, he? That guy doesn't have any fun at all. Aww. That book I wow. read. 
I've said this a million times on the show, so I'm sorry, but I read Pete Townsend's autobiography back to back with Rod Stewart's autobiography. Okay. And I read Pete's first and it's just like, it's just a guy that doesn't have any fun. It's just like, it's always like uh, heavy and dire. And then Rod Stewart's book is like the exact opposite, just always having fun no matter what's happening. And it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was, it, those were nice to read back to back. That yeah, makes right? me really want to read Rod Stewart's uh, yeah. <laughs> so much. It's so much fun. Yeah. So I chose a song off of uh, one of Pete's solo albums called Empty Glass. And this song is called A Little Is Enough. Those. <laughs> we were not expecting that. No, huh? I how about was that? Not expecting. How that at about all. that? I don't even know what instrument that is. Is that a slide whistle? Hand flute? I don't I, know. I only want to hear that instrument <laughs> from now on. I was just about to ask because that sounds like a Who song. Yeah, right. It's always f- interesting when an artist from a group goes and does a solo track, and I'm like, "But you just did a Who song," and I wonder if they're like, "We're not doing that bloody flute song, are we?" It's like. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm saving it for me. Why? I just, my question is, why is Pete Townsend so mad? Like what? He's just a heavy, you know, serious dude. Yeah. He just doesn't, it was a great book, but it was just like so much like, oh, Jesus, lighten up. Yeah. <laughs> do a windmill, jump up and down. Yeah. Come yeah. On. yeah. Do some more drugs, something. Yeah. Do um, some more drugs, man. As a, Before you guys came, I was at the kitchen table and I was eating some uh, tortilla chips. And when that song was playing, my hand went up here and I just touched my shoulder and, and I, had, I had crumbs on my shoulder. I might not know how to eat. <laughs> how would I get crumbs on my shoulder? I don't That's know. very strange. Okay. That sounds like a Pete Townsend lyric. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, might, yes. So how would important. I get crumbs on my yeah. shoulder? <laughs> Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, so Molly, we're back oh, to you. Man. And Molly Molly yeah. did send me an email. She goes, can I just play all Ramones songs? And I said, yes, I don't care what you do. I mean, <laughs> and, I care. And so guess what, guys? <laughs> what do we got next? My next one is um, Marky Ramone wrote a book, and it's called Punk Rock Blitzkrieg. And so uh, I... I actually loved Marky Ramone's mm-hmm. book. Yeah. It's a comeback tale. You know, it's he's at one point he's like a, a bike messenger in New York City. Wow. And getting he's getting clean at yeah, that time clean too. After he's been in the Ramones <laughs> and they 
fucking dumped him and didn't even tell him and ever, the whole world knew after they did that album cover where he's like sitting in a window in the subway and yes. the band's like off to one side and so everybody jungle. knows that he's getting dumped yeah. but him and then he's a bike messenger and then they invite him back and they're like Marky we need you and he's like yes I'm sober and I'm ready to I mean it's a great that story is cool. that is it's cool. such a good story I highly recommend it um, I picked I Want to Be Sedated off a Road to Ruin. I think I think I'm, yeah, I was just gonna say that. I heard, I heard of it. it. I heard of it. Um, I want to be sedated. So you know the 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 drum tracks on this because he was the drummer. I think are just smashing. It's one of those songs you've heard a million times and you cannot get enough of. Nope, and I never get sick of it. This, this is this. Take it away. Here we go. Why well, want to play? Come on. Real tight. I still yeah. get chills when I hear this. You song. should. That's what great music does to you. Oh man, the this and the video is so good. You could watch it's it a million one, times. Right? It's so fun. It's the one like the song for them. Yeah, I feel like it is the like, pinnacle song. Like everyone should know that. Everyone should like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Every, my yeah. mom listens to that song. She's like, it's it's nice. I yeah. like it. Yeah. How old your mom? What'd you say? How old is your mom? Oh, uh, my mom is let's see, sixty two. All right. If you would like to hear her. She does make an appearance on our show. She guesses a guest to on talk our episode, a, to yeah. talk about uh, sitting in my room and smash you. What I love is you want to talk about a back to back. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, nice. Right. Yeah, I, I totally remember because of what we had to talk about. Yeah, smash you, which is basically like <laughs> I'm gonna hit a girl <laughs> <laughs> song from the remote. It's like great guys. Yeah. Smashing is different now, though. Yeah, she, well, right? yeah. You even mentioned that there. Yeah. We're like, they might be mentioning. That. It was like they didn't no. invent that. That no, is no. absolutely not. They're what are talking that's about. about beating her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Again, so we lyrics that haven't aged well. Yeah, exactly. I'm closer in age to Molly's mom than I am to Molly. My mom had me when she was very young. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not casting aspersions on her. I don't, I don't care. You know, if she was a if she she's, was a loose lady, I don't care. She's living a great. She's living a great podcast guest host life. Yeah, I mean, come on. Where does your mom reside? Uh, she lives in Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Florida. Is she single? No, she's been with the same man for a long time. I'm Are they sorry married? That. Are they married? No. Well, she's waiting to be single then. I'm going to send some of my single buddies down to Florida. Well, she does have a plan for when he dies already, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she not told me she's, she's going to move into the woods by herself. Oh, wow. well, I don't yeah. know when, about that. And then, when, not how. No, she's like, when he dies, I'm going to live in the woods. And I said, okay, cool. All right, more manifesto talk here wow. on Rock Solid. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Philip, you're up. Yeah, um, uh, the next one I picked is actually from Duff McKagan. Ooh. Um, so special shout out to my wife. Duff McKagan is her pride and joy in Guns N' Roses. Really? Her favorite member. That is funny. If, if you looking at me, now it makes a lot more sense, right? She didn't go for Axel. She didn't go for Slash. <laughs> she went for the Duff McKagan of people. Duff's kind of cool, though. Like, he got he got clean and sober, so, and, and he got in shape, and he he's, he's a good-looking dude. He has a, a book uh, called It's So Easy... Uh, that I felt is comparable to the Marky Ramone book, actually, oh. because a he had a lot of touchstones in the punk and wor- and music world uh, pre his big break, mm-hmm. and then in the big break, those stories are 
interesting yeah, to say the least. Sure. And then, yeah, then he gets in really bad shape and then he works his way back up and now he's written a couple books and he's also like a financial investor. I might be messing this up, but because he's from Seattle, he has like a Forrest Gump connection where he's like, I invested in this little coffee company from Seattle, which turned out to be Starbucks. What? Wow. Yeah. I mean, he has like a couple stories like that. Yeah. You're like, you've done all right, Duff McKagan. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. In the heyday of Guns N' Roses, he was bloated and lo- he yeah. pasty and looked terrible. Like, so when he reemerged healthy, I was like, doesn't even look like the same no. guy. No. 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 That makes me want to read that Duff McKagan book. It actually, it's very good. I'll loan it to you. I don't read a, a ton, honestly. I have to read some for work, um, but I do love a good, you know, memoir yeah, from him, rock stars. It's like, who bio. else do you want to read his, about? His life? is yeah. well written. Yeah, it's, it's good. And and my song is one that I guess he, I think, co-wrote uh, from 1991. It's called Dustin Bones. Like it? I love it. Not not someone's name, Dustin Bones. Although, why not? Pretty good. She You can talk over it. You're fine. I think the co-writer is Izzy Stradlin. This is one of their like. Yeah, this sounds like an Izzy groove. Yeah, jangly. I like this. Oh yeah, Izzy's. They need Izzy in the band. Really did. You know, if they're going to make new music, I wish they would get Izzy back for his songwriting skills. Yeah, he. uh, Yeah, but I think they. uh, It's been a while since I read Duff's book, but it talks a lot about that. And yeah, it's. It's it's worth the read. It's a good one. Check what, him out. What's I it do called? Check it out. It's so easy. Is it called Duffin Bones? Duffin Bones. I like. So what's hilarious is it's Guns and Roses, and they called this Dust and Bones, and they have like a Prince thing where it's like we all, we always write the same symbol for that. We never write yeah. and. No. No and in this group. It's we like refuse. Three chapters of his book is about how they ignore the word and. <laughs> uh, my list today, I went uh, I went guy girl guy girl. Nice. Oh, I like that. Down. I like you. that. This is a brand new autobiography that just came out. I'm uh, I've just been spot reading it. I haven't started at the beginning. Sometimes when I get one of these, I'll like flip through to a portion of their career that I want to read about or yeah. something specific. So this is a uh, Ricky Lee Jones. Oh, okay. and her book is called uh, Last Chance Texaco, which is also the name of the song mm. that I'm going to play from her first album from 1979. So this is Last Chance Texaco. Te- I can't say it. Texaco. Ran out of gas down the road of peace And then the battery went dead And now the cable won't read This actually mixes well with the Izzy Stradlin talk. You know, it feels like that jangly yeah. rock. Check on the hood, last chance. Both heroin addicts. That's so much in common. Yeah. I think I will admit that I that is a cultural gap for me. I don't know enough Ricky Lee Jones. 
I'm going to check it out on the recommendation of this fine podcast. <laughs> I, I had like her first four albums. And then in the past couple of years, I've done a, a deep dive because I've been trying to get her on the show. And I thought with this book coming out, that would be the time. And just, I just can't make it happen. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I just can't. No, but that sounds great. Yeah, it's good. It's good. That soulful, like sort of enough country. Yeah. Like I'm not a big country guy, but yeah. when it's done right. She's like jazzy and bluesy and, yeah. and a little rock sometimes. It's a folky. It's all, it's all, she does a little bit it's of everything. Thing. Yeah. It's her thing. Her thing, man. It's what she do. Are we going to hear Ramones? Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> So Johnny Ramone wrote a memoir. I'm not sure he wrote it, but John it's Cummings. called it's John, it's, Cummings. It's John Cummings. It's called Commando. Um, and I would say that this is the curmudgeon version of the POV. Oh, that is a that is a harsh allegation it, it to throw so, at Johnny Ramone. This is the Pete Townsend. It, it definitely book. is. It is so also like really cut and dry. Uh-huh. It's like I grew up. I went to school. I got in a band. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Yeah. It's like okay, Johnny. It also has the most pictures. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, exactly. Yes, it, but it's but yet it's a fun book. It's it's, it's great because it's, it's Johnny Ramone yeah. and it's like yeah, hell yeah. Um, so I picked. Um, I don't want to go down to the basement. This is off their first album, The Ramones, and I picked it because uh, Johnny did write it, and it's of course talking about how he doesn't want to do something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't make me. I don't want to. Um, so I thought it was perfect for Johnny. Now hold on, because I. Pick the wrong side. I have the wrong That's fine. That's list. fine. I can talk more about Johnny Ramone. Keep going. Um, you know, it's funny to think that Linda Ramone left Joey for Johnny because Johnny seems so unfun. <laughs> I, I, st- we spent so many years thinking about this, yeah. and I've never quite made peace with it. I, I still yeah. haven't either. You know, um, either way, if she had gone from one to the other or vice versa, yeah, it's like, so you're. What is your type? Right. <laughs> and can't, Joey seems like he's more romantic too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Johnny it, doesn't seem romantic. He's no. so cold and sterile. No, absolutely not. It's like dating a hippie and then dating like a drill sergeant. It's right. like you know? dating a hippie and then dating a Johnny an, Ramone. Angry brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, angry like it's th- I can't add them up. They're barely the same species. It's so weird. All right. I got the song. I don't want to go down in the basement from the first Ramones album. 1976. 76. Yeah. have a tangential story that relates to this song and the Ramones, but this song features heavily in Archie meets the Ramones, the comic book book where through magic, Hey Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch does it actually twice. We're mentioning her. 
She sends the Archies to 1975-76 New York, okay. and they meet the Ramones, and the Archies play this song at one point when they it's come great. Back. I love that song because nobody really talks about that song, yeah. but it is off the first album, which is their huge, you know, yeah. revolutionary album. Break and it, breakthrough. It, oh, I can't talk. You can. Break flu. That's not a, that's not a thing. <laughs> Mr. Tingles. Um, so I, 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 every time I hear that song, I love that song. Me too. Yeah, it you is, were grooving. Molly was grooving. It is just, it's got so much groove. Yeah. It's, it's heavy groove. Yeah. Under, now, underrated. Uh, Johnny's book has the funniest thing for me. He has lists in the book, like top 10 <laughs> this, top 10 that. His, his top 10 favorite vocalists, Joey's not on the list. I know. And I think he did that on purpose. Yeah, the guy, the guy in his band, not Absolutely on the list. Absolutely certain he did that. Yeah. 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 yeah that's exactly, it's almost like that should be the sample to know what you're getting into. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like He's going to talk about this, but here's what he thinks. Yeah. He's kind <laughs> of an asshole. Just, yeah. Be, yeah. just know it going in, you know? Hey, speaking of assholes. Yeah. Have I got a book for you? <laughs> um, uh, I read, and it's, it's funny, my wife knows me very well, and she knows that I like to read uh, music books, uh, but I wouldn't have necessarily said, I want to read Hard to Handle, The Life and Death of the Black Crows by their drummer, yeah, Steve Gorman. I have it. Have you read it? No. <laughs> I just started reading a couple weeks ago when we got <laughs> right, right, right. TV. Oh, you haven't, yeah, you got a lot, you got a lot of backlog. I actually haven't even leafed through that one. So, so, so you reminded me of it mm. when you said, you know, you spot check and want to look yeah. at things for their career. So something that you find with a lot of these bios is they take you all the way back to, you know, when I was in my mother's stomach and like, <laughs> yeah, they do. it's not really that interesting. This guy, and maybe I wrote down the whiff, Stephen Hyden, but he does what I feel like is great because it starts with him literally getting on the bus to go to Athens. Wow. So it was like, cool. he's already kind of formed and he, you know, he wants mm -hmm. to start a band, uh, but it's great. Um, and it like, I like the black crows, but I always had my suspicions of some of these things. And this guy in the Marky Ramon vein of like, I'm a little bit of an outsider, but I can tell you, ah, that guy is really trouble. And that guy's a lot of trouble. <laughs> uh, um, but there's a point, that is great where they get hooked up with Jimmy Page, uh, who is kind of like, you know, floating around without a tether, but then he hooks up with them and they click. And I mean, we can take it with a grain of salt, but Steve Gorman, especially like builds a real friendship with this like idol of his. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And it culminates in a way with them play. They play a tour, um, but they recorded it at the Greek called mm. live in the Greek, Jimmy Page and black crows. And there's a well-done story in the book where they talk about them starting this song, Celebration Day, and the audience realizing what they're about to hear. Oh, that's amazing. And it's like, it, like it, that opening riff, and the crowd just kind of goes, oh, are we doing this? Yep. And, and they do it. Because if, if you don't know, Celebration Day, that's a Led Zeppelin song. Yes, All which right. is what they played. Let's hear it. Jimmy 
And when you play a Zeppelin song, if you're the drummer, you're in the the uh-huh. shadow of John Bonham. Yeah. So it's no pressure, <laughs> not at all. My uh, my friend tells a story about uh, Chris Robinson, uh, lead singer of the Black Crows. He says he saw him on some interview show where he was like, "Man, I don't like all the trappings of the of the fame. I just want to be able to blend in and go out my about my business and do what I want." He said, and then the next piece of footage they show is him walking off a private jet with a pig on a leash. <laughs> <laughs> So there's enough stories yeah. in this book that I don't think they even have that. <laughs> yeah, there it, you go. It, but it's I highly recommend it because it, it goes into just like a, a band that spanned a lot of years and had a lot of drama and too much of it is too familiar, but it's got really good stories. So put on that album and listen to this and then hear what they could have been and what they were. And hmm. Yeah, and, and the Robinsons are out on tour and not with, not with the other band nope. members. No. no. No, that's about where it ends. I think the book. Yeah, with them. and that's even sad too because he's been there. He's one of the only other ones who was there right. from the beginning. How do you get rid of your drummer, Jesus? It's, and he's a great drummer. Yeah, he seems really great. If his uh, book is to be believed, he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next song is from Roger Daltrey's autobiography, which is called "Thanks a Lot, Mister Kibble White." And there's a part in the book where he says. Rolls off the tongue. This is, one of, this is one of his teachers, Mr. Kibblewhite. And at one point he tells him, he goes, he kicks him out of school and he goes, something like, Daltrey, you'll never be any, you'll never amount to anything. So it's, thanks a lot, Mr. Kibblewhite. Oh, wow. that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm sure that guy's dead now because Roger Daltrey's 90. But um, <laughs> this is from 1984, a Roger Daltrey solo album. I'm, ve- I'm not, ve- I'm veering away from the Who songs because the books are about yeah, right. solo it's not a who book. It's about Pete or it's about Roger. But we also have our corners here. We have Ramon's corner over here. We yeah. have tangential who over here. Yeah. We definitely We're do. Right. This is a song called Parting Should Be Painless. This is about you and your roommate. <laughs> Molly. It's easy in the of a warm heart his celebrity friends or like people that he knows or that is it? Probably. Yeah. I'll look it up in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Parting Should Be Painless. Yeah, I always I always love that song. The album's yeah. also called That's a great song. Parting Should Be Painless. I don't really know much about their solo stuff, solo I guess. Stuff. Yeah. It's it's uh, some of it's fantastic and some of it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, all right. You know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find out who plays on this though before we move along. Okay. Absolutely. It's your show. Because it's funny when that happens. Uh, it's want. our show. Oh. Uh, no, this one is, um, yeah, it's just, uh, you know. Musicians he knows. Chris, Chris Spedding, Mick Gallagher, Alan Schwartzberg. No, no, like, celebs. Alan Schwartzberg. It's yeah, a who's Schwartzberg. who of- <laughs> It's a who's who. Oh, they all Alan sound Sh- fictional. <laughs> Alan Schwartzberg catered it. 
He okay. was the caterer. It says <laughs> it's well, a who's a, whom. <laughs> he did a great. He did great. He wonderful. We're the best of the biz. Yeah. Is this a Schwartzberg spread? <laughs> Schwartzberg spread. <laughs> Schwartzberg spread. That is genius. Schwartzberg schmear. Schwartzberg schmear. Get some vax tracks on the Schwartzberg schmear. <laughs> How many people stopped listening so far? <laughs> Molly, what's up? What do you got? You got oh a Ramon song? You bet your ass I do. <laughs> All right. You'll like this one. Why? Because we actually Why? got to sit in when you what? interviewed. Huh? Richie Ramone. Oh, yeah. Was he cranky that day? Was he a little bit? He, I think. He, he didn't quite know what to make of everything. I think he yeah. just didn't really understand, you yeah, know? I mean, I like, I wanted to joke with him, but he didn't seem like he was at a. He um, didn't he wanted seem to like joke. he was a joking kind of guy. No, like he doesn't suffer fools. Is that no, what? Yes. Yeah, and I'm a fool. So. <laughs> yeah, I think but we then, all are. But he brought a ton of swag and stuff that I, he brought t-shirts and drumsticks and <laughs> singles and, and signed all the books for the fan, for the oh, listeners. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, did. He he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah, he, show more. he did his thing and he got yeah, the hell I mean, out of there. He didn't leave and go fuck you and fuck the show. No. He just it was just like he wasn't. A, he wasn't, he wasn't a, warm. He was exactly. He was cold. Yeah, he was, he was very, very cold, cold. Wow. and stiff. Um, <laughs> but it was just a joy to be in the room with him. So thank you for having yeah, us well, that day. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, his book is called "I Know Better Now: My Life Before, During, and After the Ramones." And so I picked uh, the song "I Know Better Now." That he wrote from Halfway to Sanity. Yeah, those Richie albums are slamming. Those are, they are. heavy. Yeah. They're heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he, he seemed like a heavy kind of guy. Yeah, he did. You know? And he was super, he was a lot taller than I thought he was. Oh, he, he was ginormous. Yeah, he was gigantic. He was well, so long. We yeah. should have covered this, but I bet he's like second tallest Ramon, right? Oh, he, Easily. he was towering. Joey's your center. Yeah, he's your yeah, power yeah, forward. Yeah. yeah. And he's sitting and still tall as, as tall as Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. But I want to say about Richie's book, he did like start like in his mother's stomach. And yes. then he like talks about grade school and you're like, Richie, nobody's no here for this. About, no. <laughs> okay, like, Talk about that t-shirt money. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is a trope of the rock bio genre. Like, I don't know who do told these guys. Yeah. that anybody cares about this? But it anyway. Might, the only, and this is weird, but the only time that was like memorable for me was in Keith Richards book, which is also like too long, but it's mostly the, the fact that he's like, he grew up and like bombed out England after mm. world war two. Yeah. So it's like kind of historically interesting, Yeah, but, yeah. but not everybody grew up and bombed out England. Yeah, no. He talks about it, that in the chapter that's called, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, you know what bums me out? I wish on the Ramones website, I wish they would make a t-shirt that has the Richie era and a T-shirt that has the um, the, the, the Marky era. era. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, the classic logo with with Tommy, and then one with Marky, and then yeah. one, and then with CJ. Like, 
people would buy those. Of course, There's, it's a weird thing. They're missing the boat on that on doing those. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think we may have even talked about this years ago when we were in this room about if they had lived, would they get together? You know, like would they reunite and whatever? And I wonder how much of that is just like the legacy of those rifts. Yeah, rifts. Against each other, like, no, no, it's this. I can tell you that the estates are driving the decisions at this Mm, point. And so Marky's estate and Richie's estate, they probably don't have any power in the, you know, so. But just the the Ramones, whoever owns that stuff should be making those, all the classic um, logo with all the, uh, what do I want to say? The uh, All the, the members. All like the, every lineup. All the lineups. Yeah. All the lineups. Yeah, yes. yeah. It'd be great. Of be course. Because then you can fly your flag. I loved Richie the best, so I'm going to buy that Richie Definitely. t-shirt. Also, it would be fun to have like just drummers, you know? Oh my God. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, That's a good idea. Cool. It's a drum in the middle instead of the eagle. Yeah. With like a couple wings. And then, yeah, Tommy, Marky, Richie, Elvis. You're missing the boat. I forgot there's um like they hate t-shirts. Who's the yeah. who's the guy that played um Bilbo Baggins in the movie? What's his name? Oh, Martin, Sean Astin? Uh, Martin Freeman? Martin, oh, Freeman? Martin Freeman. Sure. Was it him? He's on a he's on a talk show. Yes, yeah, and, bu- and he busts the guy yeah, for wearing the a guy Ramon interviewing shirt. is wearing a Ramon shirt and he says, "Do you like the Ramones?" And the guy's like, "Yeah." He's like, "What's your favorite album? What's your favorite song?" And the guy just doesn't and, I want to say he even asks him like name some yeah they're literally on his shirt yeah you can't it's just like he just points the guy out you're just a poser you're just wearing a ramon shirt yeah just because you think it's cool to wear a ramon shirt not entirely wrong but yeah 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 i wear mr tingle shirt i'm all in on mr tingle i'm all in on mr tingle when's that merch coming yeah yeah all right we're up to your Uh, so we're fourth song my fourth song my fourth song um my next one i'm i am switching it up this is a ya this is gonna so for people up. who no, no, no you're fine. <laughs> okay. uh, for people who do have kids, eventually mm-hmm. they read books, yeah. and you sometimes also have to read those things. So this one is by Cecilia C. Perez from 2017. The book is called The First Rules of Punk, and it's a young adult novel about uh, a young Latina girl who's going from Mexico to like a predominantly white neighborhood, and she like doesn't fit in, and but she likes music, and her uncle hooks her up. Uh, with a certain band from the 70s who played loud and fast called the Zeros. Mm. There is California based. They've been around forever and they have this interesting pedigree. It's like the lead singer is related to Sheila E. And it's wow. Cra- that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's it is. Um, but if you want to switch up the Ramones only slightly, go with the Zeros. And I'm picking uh, beat your heart out. Sounds like a Ramones title. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's really close. Here we go. Beat your heart out. That's quite a Joey delivery there oh, on the yeah, chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But I liked it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's all like that. It's just, I mean, it's, it, from what I've heard, yeah. not, I don't have a Zeros podcast or anything. But well, not yet. <laughs> not yet. You should. You should. Everyone should. I would like to do, I, I once thought it would be fun to do a group 
who only released like one album. You know, like, Sex Pistols. Twelve, yeah, twelve episodes, and we're out. Yep, done. That's it. Damn Yankees. <laughs> They've actually have two. They, oh crap! Well, forget it. I That's know. strike two against them. We did an episode <laughs> called "One and Done," where we just uh, it was yeah. all bands that just had one album. That's nice. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up, people. It's out there. Um, <laughs> this next artist was actually uh, my guest in December uh, via Zoom. Liz Fair. Oh, love. I love the. Interview I've heard and that. I, love Liz I Fair. purposely sought out that interview. Yeah, it's great. It was she great. was uh, she was so much fun. She didn't want to talk about her career. She and I said, "Well, does she? Would she just talk about?" The holidays and Christmas music, and they were like, "Let me check." And then they got right back to me. Yeah, she'll do that. Awesome. But sadly, she promised that she would come back on when the new album came out, and she switched PR people. Oh. So I reached out to them, and I was like, "Hey, Liz was on December. She said she'd come back to." And they were just like, "Just dicks, Silence. just Aww. dicks." No, they go, Not even- "That can't happen." Oh come on! I was like, all right. She was already on, and she said she would come back. Yeah, yeah. like I know that they haven't told her. They haven't even reached. You know what I mean? It's yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. Things, the gatekeepers. Yeah. But this is from her just released album called Soberish. This is, I believe, this is the first track on the album. This is called Spanish Doors. album yeah I recommend it yeah i gotta, I gotta tell you i love liz fair yeah. And, yeah. and her albums were anthems for us for, yeah i mean we wore them out <clears throat> yeah she's great i love her uh, and i thought uh i thought she was really fun on the show i yeah. thought we actually had fun and she connected with me and yeah. i connected with her and uh i'm still trying though i don't take no for an answer i just keep also asking. it doesn't make any sense they don't want more people to know or like to hear <laughs> not music lovers <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not people who are interested in the artists. I know. It's, always, it's It's always strange how, what I don't know what the inner workings are of of PR sometimes, but I just still time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It just came out a couple weeks ago. We gotta, so there's still time. <laughs> yeah, we got a bugger. Yeah. There's still time. We got a bugger about it. All right. This now this is I, your this is your last Ramon song, but then you have three other songs that we're going to hear. But this is your last Ramon song. Right? Okay, I you mean, have I only can... one in the team. <laughs> well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm. You can play. No, you can it's do whatever fine. You want. I, I'm no, we joking. gotta round it out. So um, this is Monty A. Melnick. Oh yeah, was the um, band manager, like road tour manager guy. And, you know, they'd always talk about how they'd pick on him and do pranks on him and, you know, just make him feel like crap. But he wrote a book about being on tour with Ramones, and I think it's the funnest one. It the, might be the best one. Because, like, it's, like, a lot of pictures yeah. and fun stories. And, but you it know, has enough of that outsider perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing, you know, too personal about it. It's just, like, a real fun look at the band. And Does I that ha- have, like, the cartoon drawing? Yeah, in the front? I have yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it. it's, a, it's a great read. Like, it really is fun. Um, and I picked um, Danny Says from End of the Century because, well, first of all, it's a fantastic song. And I hope it's that through the five songs that I've chosen here today by the Ramones, you get a real sense of their, you know, well-roundedness yes, as a band. Yes, but they don't 
all sound the same, Thank which you. is what I hate when people say that. Exactly. I hate it. Exactly. And this song, I think, really shows off their um, their abilities, and it's about them sort of being on tour. That's why I picked it. They're away from home. So um, from end of the century, a very uh, an album that gets a lot of debate. Because a yeah. lot of a lot of Ramones fans don't like this album. It was the um, Phil Spector album. You didn't do the same thing again, right? But I think that there are some songs on this album that are just instant classics, and Danny says is one of them. Seconded, thirded, thirded. machine here but molly and i had john ross bowie on our show oh terrific uh, yeah for that song yep and i remember us playing it it was in my dining room yep but us playing he came it. to your house yeah yeah yep. and cool. we all we're all listening to it and on that part all three of us do that together because we're like that's what you it's do so with good. this song it's so good. It's so good. and i highly recommend i saw that they're doing uh four chords and a gun three oh. chords and a gun four chords, four chords and, and a gun uh, they're doing the show again somewhere. Okay. And I just want to say to this audience, if you have a chance to see John Ross Bowie's uh, play. play about the Ramones called Four Chords and a Gun, you should go check it out because it's absolutely fantastic. Yep. And also listen to our episode with, uh, we did a full Ramones episode with John Ross Bowie. He's just such a nice guy. He's yeah. such a, a nice great, guy. Such a great guy. Yeah. yeah. Came to your house. That's cool. Were you nervous? Uh, you know what? Uh, so this is the most Hollywood part of it. My wife had seen a preview of his show. Okay. Um, and was talking about how much he, she liked it, but I didn't put the two together. And then he came. And then when he was leaving, she walked by and said, hello. And she's like, Oh my God, that guy played the dad on the show. And I'm like, John, <laughs> yeah. my friend, John, my, my friend, buddy, my buddy, John. No, he's great. Yeah. He's, really cool. Down to earth. Great yeah, guy. Yeah. No, uh, no Hollywood stuff with no. Ross Bowie. Super nice guy. So I'm going to talk about Hollywood stuff. I love Hollywood go. stuff. Love That's it. why we're all we here. I'm here. I'm here to recommend books. Some people may have just started reading. <laughs> uh, I know one of those. Are Pat? Are you familiar with the uh, the Continuum 33 and a third series? Um, yes, yes, yes. I think I have. A, I have a Kinks one and maybe a Tom Petty. Yeah. One. yeah. The, the, for those of you who don't know, they're basically like one writer will write about an album that they usually love. Yeah. Some some are good. Some are good. Some yeah. are mileage varies. Not yes. But one that I really liked is the most thought piecey of it. Um, this is by a guy named. Let me get his name right. Carl Wilson. Not the Beach Boy. Carl Wilson. Oh, from the Beach Boys. <laughs> from 2007. This guy's like a, a self-proclaimed music snob, right? Uh, he writes about Celine Dion's Let's Talk About Love. And the book is kind of fascinating because it's a person challenging his own tastes, how he made his tastes, and basically asking the question of like, if I'm supposed to be the expert and I hate this, 
and yet this sold a sold a bajillion copies. Right. right. What's weird? And uh, so I highly recommend that book. Don't know about the music. But we're gonna play. But we're gonna play one of the five songs that has the word "love" in the title. Okay, and that's not including the Titanic theme. That doesn't even have "love" in the title. Uh, this is called "Just a Little Bit of Love," and the voice is undeniable. I mean, right? It's yeah. You don't but, have a Vegas residency for thirty years without being great. It's that's part of what it deals with is yeah. the idea of like. What is it about us that we bring to music because of now we think it says something about us or it yeah. does or doesn't and just challenging that. And I'm not going to spoil the book, but they end up falling in love. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 I've read a bunch of those books and I agree the quality varies, you know, to a certain degree. But this was interesting as like this is like a guy putting himself through the ringer. Almost. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, yeah. cool. All right. Let's hear a little bit of a uh, Celine Dion. She's Canadian. Words we've probably never said. I did said. not expect the yeah. No. I And I I checked. This is probably the most disco-y dancey song on the album. The rest is all like your heart will go on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Molly rolling her eyes yeah. out of her head down the hall. <laughs> This is a Donna Summer song. Ooh, right? Yeah, it makes you feel great. Yeah, I'm grooving. I'm moving. I'm grooving. <laughs> moving. I'm grooving. I yeah. bet even Richie Ramone would groove to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the test when we get him back here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just right. like play it low and be like, "What's that? What is that?" I've reached out for Marky a bunch of times and just no interest. Marky is elusive. Rumps. We we try to reach out to him to a couple it's different weird. times. Yeah. All right. Well, what are you gonna do? You now, should I'm not going to put you on the spot, but we had CJ on the show. He's not so elusive. Not doesn't have a book yet. Yeah, but I mean, he probably will though. I I'll, hope so. I'll wait till he has a book, and then yeah, I'll yeah. Reach I would out. love to read CJ's book. Yeah, there's talk of him. He's talked about retiring. He's From, doing that Quentin Tarantino thing where he projects. It was like one more album, and I'm he, out or something. Yeah, but. all right, because he still makes solo music. He still makes yep. solo music. Yeah, we saw him in concert. He was great. And does he play a bunch of Ramones stuff? At too? the yeah. end, at the end, yeah. Yeah. Because he was a uh, he was a lead vocalist of the Ramones. Yeah. I mean, he sang no, a lot, he's, he sang a lot of songs during his great. tenure. He he definitely has his own music. Um, it's you know it sounds a lot like the Ramones, mm -hmm. but I it's mean, if great. You, if you were listening to the Zeros a couple minutes ago, we're like more of that. It was like yeah, check out the Richie the the Richie stuff. CJ Richie stuff too, but the CJ stuff is like yeah. yeah this is like it is. He's interesting in that he comes at it later where he wants them to be like a little more like boppy mm -hmm. like they were instead yeah. of the hard and fast. So his albums are a little more boppy. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I were in charge That's yeah. instead of that guy, oh, I would do this. And <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're great. You right. like the Ramones. They're <laughs> now, up your alley. My next song couldn't be further from Celine Dion. Okay. Okay. Thank God. This is Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer of <laughs> Iron Maiden. Oh, yes. yes. He Go has solo it. albums. He has an autobiography called what does this button do? Because he says he's always one of those guys that's like, what is that? And just touched just whatever. Touched and and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff in this book because he had throat cancer and he talks about in order to sleep, he would have to take like paper towels and wad them up with, what's the, with chloroseptic until they were just dripping wet with chloroseptic wow. and then tuck that back down in his 
the back of his throat. So Holy he could, crap. I know it's just amazing. And I, you know, I've seen That's metal as hell. I've, yeah. That is metal as hell. <laughs> and I just saw Iron Maiden uh, last year and he sounded great and looked great and running around and it was great. How many times can I say the word great? Great. great. He was great. Uh, so this is from his first solo album called Tattoo Millionaire oh, from great. 1990. <laughs> and this is kind of making fun of like, of like the people that were like the members of Guns N' Roses and stuff. Yeah. He's basically saying, I don't want to be a tattooed millionaire. And he talks about all the trappings of keeping right. up that look. So here we go. Solo, Bruce Dickinson. Kind of reminds me of like uh, uh, Van Hagar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You know. Yeah, his um, his a solo like Brian Johnson too. Yeah, yeah, and his solo, this album especially, isn't doesn't sound like Iron Maiden. It's a little more uh, heavy pop rock type okay. of stuff. But anyway. But I mean, that's also it, sometimes you wonder, like, if you're just gonna make. Like Keith, I'm back on Keith Richards, yeah. but I mean, like his solo albums are basically like the Stones albums that don't have Mick Jagger singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, well, I mean, great, but you know, yeah, I always wonder that too. Like, uh, I got right, like Lou Graham from Foreigner. He, he, when he did a solo album, I'm like, this is just like a Foreigner album. Couldn't you just so, get the other guys? Yeah, why don't you just like if you're gonna do a solo album, then yeah. really go out of the box and do something different. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna piss your your bandmates off because yeah, they're gonna right. be, why'd you do that? Yeah, we could have done that. Right. So. Molly. Yeah, no. Molly's out of Ramones. Well, I, there was out. a 33 and a third book about oh, yeah. the Ramones, and um, I didn't, and I should have, but I didn't. No, no. If, if you want the rundown on the books we read, Molly, I have that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> they can go back and re-listen to our episodes, Ramones <laughs> of the Day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on all platforms, but um, SoundCloud and Verbal. <laughs> there you go. Um, are the two you should check it out on. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next book I, I read, um, Our Band Could Be Your Life. Yes. It's a fantastic book, and it's basically about, you know, the punk rock scene um and it just it covers a bunch of punk rock bands and i i think i read this when i was like in my early 20s maybe i want to say or somewhere around there and i just loved the book and it's almost like you're kind of in the scene i mean they really they really go into these bands that we all love but um one of my other favorite all-time bands is sonic youth I'm obsessed with Sonic Youth. Um, I love their particular brand of noise. I I picked a song off their first album, The World Looks Red, which is like, The World Looks Red is like the most melodic song on the album, I think. It's like the least noisy, even though it's so noisy. And I love this album because they they do a particular kind of noise. And I think it must have been really hard to be a Sonic Youth fan in the beginning. Like, this is the only album you have, and you just have to trust that they're going to mature into something a little bit bigger. But... Oh man, it, 
it's like if you like this noise, you just lock in. The whole album sounds like this too. It's like all the same. All right. But uh All right, here we go. The world looks red. <laughs> That's Pete Townsend playing that part there. <laughs> Bring in the flute. Yep. I, I I am not a as long a uh, Sonic Youth fan as you are, but I got into them more recently. And I get what oh, you're man. saying, and I love how you said, if you like this noise, yeah. which I mean is like breaking down music in a way. Yeah. It's like, if you like this noise, then you like Iron Maiden. If you like this noise, yeah. then you'll like then you like that. Yeah. But they do the same thing throughout their whole career. They just find new ways to like to make it more nuanced. And so I don't know if you guys have heard their album Nurse. I have not. Oh, it, no. or, or what's it called? It? NYC Nurse, where I think. Where are or, we in the scope? Um So this is the, the song we just plays off their very first right. album. And then Nurse is like, they're almost done. You know, okay. they've only got like one or two more and then they're going to break up. But um I'm just I'm obsessed with Sonic Youth. I don't know what it is. They they play the right noise for my brain, and yeah. ever since I was 16, I just got it. You know, there's something to so I I'll, I'll relate to you twice here. Yeah. Um, I was gonna pick a Sonic Youth song too because I had "Girl in a Band." Yeah. Uh, written by Kim. Right. Right. Um, I also have an "Our Band Could Be Your Life" thing, but yeah. I think there it's is a great some, book. It's yeah, fantastic yeah. book. But I think there is something about them where they're just like, it's almost. I don't know. I'm going to speak for you and you tell me whether I'm sure. But I almost slap it out of your mouth. I like (laughs) as some sort of artist in some way, there is something admirable about seeing someone just get up there and do their thing. And I don't care what anybody thinks about it. You're like, oh, yeah, this they don't give a shit. Yeah. Like that's I like it. I like it. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, they were doing albums like in New York where they were playing with jazz musicians. And like, I mean, they do cool shit, man. Yeah. Uh, but my my band from because there's a ton of bands covered in that uh, yeah book, ton uh, of bands our band bands. could be your life um, my band is Fugazi yes um, I, which is another one it was like if you like this noise yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I I I I went anti Fugazi here where I'm going to use them to promote myself but I am like the book that I'm here to promote the murderous haircut of the of the mayor of Bel Air. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard good things. <laughs> oh yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> um, I'm doing it myself. I'm self producing it. Mm-hmm. I'm I self published it. I want to say I'm looking at the cover. The cover is spectacular. It looks awesome. I, who did the artwork for that? Uh, 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 an artist that I got to know. Named you, wait, you got an artist to do the artwork? I did. So. Smart call. If anybody goes into self publishing, one thing you, the first thing they tell you is like, don't do your own cover. Mm. Yeah. You think you know. You don't know. You don't know. Let me see the spine. Hold the spine up. The spine's beautiful. I like the spine. It's, I love the color choices. It looks so classy. Ugh, the back's terrible. (laughs) Oh my God. I know, but all you got to see is the front. That's true. And you can tear the back cover (laughs) off. Tear the back cover off. (laughs) You don't need it. And use it as a bookmark. It's plenty thick. You can use it as a bookmark, whatever. Um, but, uh, I, I am sort of, I have this streak in me that maybe I'm picking up from 
trying to be like these guys, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm doing this myself. Mm-hmm. And something I think I respected about Sonic Youth and respected about Fugazi is this, and a lot of those bands, is this idea of, well, if I'm doing it myself, then I can actually do my own rules. Yeah. Like, I am, I am personally choosing not to sell my book on Amazon.com. Great. Um, here's the reason why. I know I'm not going to make a zillion dollars. Yeah. So why not I just do my little part of not support Lex Luthor going to space? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You yeah. know, on top of everything else. And so that's, I feel like... So does that mean that if, if someone orders that book from your website, you pack that up and send it yourself? Uh, not just yet. Okay. Um, but uh, I ha- I mean, I'm not, I'm not some total anti-capitalism person. Yeah. It is, it's going to be on Apple. It's in Barnes and Noble and stuff like that. But it's really just a thing where like, if I can choose to do it where I want, yeah. Seriously, guys, just talk to your local bookstore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there's it. There's a world of options out there. I'm not going to make a zillion dollars on this. So if I'm not going to make a zillion, then why would I help the zillionaire? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Can I pay for that book with Dogecoin? Uh, <laughs> Doge, Doge, Doge. <laughs> the most radio DJ of Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah that's my that's my hippie spiel all right and i, I picked it. fugazi and i and picked fugazi would love it that you're using them to sell your book that's I'm sure exactly that would, what i thought i put it all really on t-shirts for and i feel like the the title character of this song is also was also that kind of a person yeah if, yeah. We're, if we're thinking of the director john cassavetes i think that's who it's loosely based on all right and the song is cassavetes yes it is from, from the album in on in, the kill taker yes here we go. The guys. <laughs> got a good groove yeah it, it, i think it might be even in that book where they talk about how they they wanted to mesh a bunch of things and one of them was parliament funkadelic and at first you're like huh and then you listen to a couple of them and, and you're like, like okay oh okay yeah. well there's they put that part in there sure now Pat, let me ask a question is Hi. this like your kind of music like do you get into these kind of like noisier bands i feel like you're like Look, a more I, rock and roll bluesy kind of guy. i have uh i have a blind spot on a lot of these bands like sonic youth and fugazi but here's what i like i like that when i have guest co-hosts on that they bring this music to the show because no one just wants to hear me talking about the same music I like you know what I mean so I like it to be well-rounded and I've enjoyed all the songs that you guys have played so far except for the ones that Philip brought so no I'm kidding (laughs) fair (laughs) so no no I I like it I like when it's like this because um you know it's not boring yeah and uh, I'm glad you asked because I I was as I was picking mine I'm like I've listened to Pat's show. I'm like, I don't know how much Fugazi I've heard on this show. No, that's good. We need, we need it then. We need it here because my next song is from Carly Simon. <laughs> so uh, Carly's on. You think I thought I was joking. But no, uh, I'm not at all. Carly, I'm actually going to pull the curtain back on this thing. Carly Simon. I'm, I'm really going to pull the curtain <laughs> back. Be okay. Because they're, they're, oh. they're, those are all my rock bios. Right oh, wow. There. You've got a lot. I do. I do. 
It was because a very, for those not being able to see it, it was a dramatic reveal. There's yeah. a lot of books. Are you kidding there. me? I got 17 GoPros in here. This whole thing, this is this is going out live right now. GoPro. But uh, Carly's book is called Boys in Trees, and I someone please some listener please make a sting that says like you know, something like Pat's going to tell the same story again or something <laughs> because I'm going to tell the story because I know that Philip and Molly don't know this story. I'm ready, even though I've told it a million times. There's a part in Carly Simon's autobiography where she's. Uh, she has, a, uh, do you call it a meeting? An appointment with her therapist. Yeah, And sure. she's late for the appointment. And the appointment starts and she tells her therapist that she spent, I, I spent the night last night with uh, Warren Beatty. And she's telling all about the night. And then the therapist stops her and says, I don't know how to tell you this, but I had a client earlier this morning that told me they spent the night with Warren Beatty last night. Oh my God. And it's also it's also in the book that he doesn't spend the night. He uh, just lets you yeah, go, yeah. and then there's yeah. somebody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only surprising part is that it's not surprising from what I've heard about Warren Beatty. Right, not surprising wow. at all. Your so therapist told you, oh. yeah. Oh, oh God. allow me to stop you for a second. Warren Beatty has been everywhere this past night. <laughs> you were probably sloppy fifths. Oh, oh my God. Um, <laughs> and if Carly Carly Simon, then all these women were gorgeous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not gonna not. You're not gonna leave Carly Simon and then go head over to Phyllis Diller's house. It's not gonna <laughs> happen. Diller. Right. How dare you talk poorly of Phyllis <laughs> Diller? <laughs> Who was an animal listen, in the fu- sack? No, listen. What I understand. Listen, funny girls get some. Okay. Yeah. I guarantee I you. I was just going by her crazy. He was. Looks. He was being. He was being completely uh, superficial. Right, right, right. Which is what dudes do when they're spending their Bitcoin. Guys like our guys like our hero Dude. Warren Beatty and and, and some pre pre rehab Duff McKagan. Right. So this is the title track from the album Boys and Trees, which is also the title of her book, Boys and Trees. Boys and Trees. Boys and trees. Come on, boys and trees. Play. I don't want to just keep saying boys and trees. Fugazi vibe. Yeah, you can hear it. It's in there. <laughs> listen, listen for it. We do have a movie connection, though, of Cassavetes and Warren Beatty, so we got that going. Yep. Also, Fugazi was singing. She's singing. <laughs> there was music. She's playing music. <laughs> Where in her career is this? Uh, this is 1978. Okay. So after, like, her big hit, but... Yeah, but then in the 80s, she has a comeback with, like, uh, um, Jesse and some other stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying, to, just trying to place her. Yeah. So, Pat, which of these books about rock stars, written by rock stars, is your favorite? First of all, none of your business. <laughs> I mean, if I can be honest, um, let me sure. look up there. Uh, let me see what ones I because you, you guys can't see at home, but he's got a ton of books. It's at least three, <laughs> three shelves overflowing of just autobiographies by rock stars. And there's a pretty cool Billy Idol up there. And I'm questioning, like, did you pick your favorite one for today's show? Or uh, no, I just, uh, I just kind of, uh, I, I didn't even look at these books when I picked my songs. I just was like, mm. sure, trying to think. Um, you know what? I, again, I've, I have a lot of these that I haven't read, so I can't really give you an answer. How about that? Okay, I love it. Melissa Etheridge's book was good. Mm. I liked Melissa mm. Etheridge's book. 
I liked uh, Meatloaf's book was actually good. Really? Okay. Yeah, it really was. I mean, um, I definitely want to read that Rod Stewart book now that you've oh, talked about it. Uh, the Gospel According to Luke, Steve Lukather, his book is very good. Um, you know, for the most part, they're all probably, there's something in there that's going to yeah. be pretty yeah, good. There has to be. And I have not tackled uh, the Keith Richards one yet. I see that Paul Stanley so, book too, looking well, at us. Well, I did read all the Kiss books because they're so ridiculously st- stupid. Like <laughs> in a good stupid. way? They're all different. Like this guy tells his story and then this guy tells a completely different version of that story. Event again. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. It's fun. But, all right. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Moving on to Molly. Okay. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Molly. How's it going? Remember me? Okay. So um, Chuck Klosterman. Heard of him? Yes. He likes his music. Yeah, he does. He likes writing about it and he talking love, about it. He loves talking about music. <laughs> Even I've heard that name, Chuck yeah. Klosterman. You, do, you haven't read Chuck Klosterman? I don't think I've read Chuck oh, Klosterman. Oh, I feel like... I, I haven't read the... Haven't read no, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read, read the Lita Ford I, book yet. <laughs> I used to date... Oh, the Lita Ford book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, he used to like love Chuck Klosterman, so yeah. of course I got into Chuck Klosterman a little bit. And you know, I feel like everybody who goes to college has like a little period where they just like read a bunch of Chuck Klosterman, you yeah. know, like all he, at once, you kind of get into it. Yeah, he, he's... I like him. Yeah, I like him too. Anyway, uh, he wrote a little short essay about uh, Morsi called Viva Morsi, and it's about, uh, I think, the fans of... Morsi. Yes, who are mostly Latina. Yeah, who are mostly Latina. Uh, Latinx. Latinx, thank you. Um, So my song that I picked is This Charming Man um, by Morsi. You know, some people don't like him. I've seen him in concert. I think he's a fabulous showman, and some of his music is just, it'll never not be great. Every day is like Sunday. Yeah. That's my Morsi. Not good. Here we go. (laughs) I thought it was Morsi. Oh, thank you. It was terrific. The curtain pulls back. 10 out of 10. Charming man. Why pump for life's complexities when the leather runs smooth and the passengers say, Charming man. Be like, so I was not in college, I I never got through a Smith's Morrissey phase, but I know enough to know that he has his fans. And he has some former fans who have been put off by recent Morrissey events. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, Morrissey is a very, you know, polarizing figure. And I get it. You know what I mean? He can be a dick. <laughs> but um, again, it's like some of the music is just, for me, it's just classic. I don't, it's, it, yeah. People is, find me very divisive. very divisive. He, he seems like a guy who is living the experiment of can you separate the art from the artist well yeah. we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see <laughs> let's find this? out also you... if you see him in concert he has about 
17,000 costume changes <laughs> and each shirt gets silkier than the next. Wow. It's re- <laughs> with less buttons. <laughs> yeah, it's really He's good. like a magician, so he's taking one off and has to slide easier <laughs> and easier. If you if you I guess if we dig deep on any artist in any you know, form of entertainment, you're going to find something that is off. Yeah, so, of course. Of yeah, course, but you know, I mean, it's just, we're shining a light on it more and more nowadays. Absolutely. I, and I, I, I think that's so that going forward, new artists and new actors and new directors and new producers Definitely. aren't like that. Don't do these things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. We're fighting it. We're, we're fighting, fighting it, man. Um, so talk about switching it up. Yep. Uh, my last track you got two more tracks. I got two more tracks. Oh, yeah. I cut the... But uh, I was going to cut the... You cut uh, Sonic the Sonic Youth, Youth because we've heard we from Sonic Youth. Sonic okay. Youth. What? You can have multiple Sonic Youth tracks? Says the person who played 10 Ramon songs. Yeah. Also, I love Sonic Youth. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll play that again. But I was going to... Can we play Cool Thing by Sonic Youth? Yes. Let's play it's it. Like it's like their best Ollie. song. Yeah. It. You should definitely yeah. play it. Okay. Fine. I almost picked this song. Yeah. Well, I wanted a Kim singing song. Yeah. yeah. And this is literally a song about her standing up to sexist behavior while she was in a movie. Yeah. So. That's, that's I keep, the more poppy, yeah. not poppy, but lo- as pop as they get. I love yeah. this era with the band. It's a great, fantastic song. 1990, era. the album's yeah. Goo. It's fantastic. There's so many good songs on this album. Yeah, I like their noise on that one. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Uh, your question uh, is still bothering me, so I keep looking. I keep craning my neck around. The uh, Kathy Valentine of the Go-Go's, her book is excellent. Oh, oh really? Yes, really good. I and Anna and Nancy Wilson from Heart, their book is excellent. Oh, also. Okay. awesome. Great. So. All right, what do I got? Well, we've talked about this uh, guy a couple of times today. <laughs> this is uh, Keith Richards. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard of him. Nice. His book is called Life. It's uh, very thick. Very. And, is it awesome? Uh, I never read it. I have read, I have read it. Okay. And I would say it is akin to the Rolling Stones' career in that the first two thirds are amazing. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know if we needed all this part. Yeah. <laughs> I find, what I read about it was that it was they people were shocked that he could remember in detail some things yes. cuz you would yeah. think it's also he couldn't. it's also I think better written than you would expect. Mm. Like they, there there's a nice and then when you think about it Keith Richards is kind of a funny guy anyway yeah. but like I think the first chapter starts as like chapter 1 wherein I am busted in Canada. And like, oh, it's almost like they were like Winnie the Pooh. You know? <laughs> um, Mick Jagger was given like a multi-million dollar advance to write his autobiography and attempted it and just couldn't do it and gave the money back. Really? He was that. just like, I can't. It's called get a ghostwriter, yeah. <laughs> have a he, drink and talk. You would, you would have thought maybe over the pandemic months he would have I maybe. I know. Now no. the time. Maybe I'll try to work on that. That's insane. Just yeah. leave money on the table. Yep. He's like, I got too much money. I don't need to do the easiest thing possible, which is just tell, tell my, my story. story. Watch I mean, these 10 movies. It tells yeah, my life anyway. He can literally <laughs> tell the stories into a recording. Exactly. And someone transcribe That's them. That's crazy to me. Yeah. No. Uh, so I chose a song off 
Keith's second solo album, Main Offender, and this song is called Eileen. Singing? That's Keith. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's a part yeah. of that book too, if I remember right, of him kind of like coming into singing. Because at first he's he's very much a like, I'm about the team. I'm keeping this band together. That's my yeah. thing. And not that he doesn't want to be a star, but it's like I, that's his job. And then a couple things fall in that he's going to sing. And then somebody starts telling him about you because at first he sings way higher, and they eventually mm-hmm. tell him to use like. You've smoked a million cigarettes. You have this gravelly yeah, use it. voice. And then he starts, then he starts singing down here. Yeah. Like, oh, we're doing this. All right. I'm going to sing like this. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Pat, but Philip is like a huge Rolling Stones fan. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that true, Will? No. <laughs> I got through that whole book. You guys should do a Rolling Stones podcast song by song. See, It'd that's be the a thing. million episodes. It's a, that's, that's exactly, I probably would have done that. Maybe I wouldn't have convinced Molly to do that. I actually don't really like the Rolling Stones. No. I mean, they're fine. I understand. I, they're when, fine. When anyone tells me they don't like something that I like, I have to step back and say, think about it and go, all right, I get it. I yeah. get why you might not like sure. that. I get it. It's just like, there's so many songs that are just like, we don't need that. Yeah, yeah. You know? I get it. Um, <laughs> I, it. But honestly, the reason I wouldn't do it is just, it, that's just so daunting. It, yeah. But you could skip so the first, like, I do not like the first three Rolling Stones albums because it's just them. The covers. It's just all blues covers. And that that music doesn't interest me, hmm. you know, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I'm uh, even even when the Stones do it, I'm not interested. I will, but once I, they started to write together, mm. then I'm all, all on board. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I will say, though, one of my favorite Rolling Stones like mini groups is when they play Chuck Berry songs. Okay. Like there's something about that. The egos go away. Yeah. Even when I've seen them live. They're just having fun like teenagers. We're, like, we're playing the teenage music, that's guys. I'm like, yeah. yay, look how <laughs> yeah. happy those old men are. Yeah, that's how I feel like the Ramones were too when they would do like their 60s yes. covers and they're just like, we get to play the songs we, we love. We can't cool. fight about this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. But no t-shirt money, Richie. Yeah. <laughs> also, you like it, I just keep bringing it back to the Ramones. We you can't can find not. Ramones of the Day on SoundCloud <laughs> on verbal. and Verbal.com. You should actually, so talk about Verbal for a second. Yes, So please. quickly talking about Verbal. So Verbal is a new audio streaming platform. And people say, why do we need another audio platform? Well, most um, podcast platforms are RSS feed-based, uh, which is kind of an ancient way of doing things. And people have to download your episodes to their computer. You, they may or may not listen to that episode. Uh, you can't really monetize. You have to go find advertisers. You put ads inside your episodes and then maybe they're not even relevant six months later. We are like YouTube except for we're audio. So we're streaming, we're free, and any content creator can put all of their past episodes up on the platform and monetize those. So it's kind of, we're trying to revolutionize the way people, you know, create audio and um, ingest audio. And I'm, I'm, it's very pro-creator 
you know, they're really yeah. into the creator actually, you know, finding a way to make money for what they do, which I know is podcast. You should go to Patreon and yeah. support this podcast. We should all do that. Um, but most people aren't making money doing this. Right. And I think YouTube showed that, you know, there is a way and we're hoping that creators will get a little something back. And Molly has uh, not talked me into or convinced me, but she <laughs> suggested you. You <laughs> she's, she suggested that I get on verbal and I am on verbal and I still don't quite know how it works just because I have not had the time to yeah, really yeah. dig in. But the I'm going to YouTube, but audio is the best way. Yeah, to it's, yeah, a, it's just a YouTube yeah. of audio. So yeah. it's free for anybody. Mm -hmm. um, it's streaming, right? So you, anywhere you have the app on your phone or at your computer, you got Wi-Fi, you got verbal. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right, guys. So get the verbal app and spell get it. V-U-R-B-L. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. We have the most Perfect. books and the most spelling. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, but verbal also has audiobooks, ASMR, uh, old time radio. We got everything. They got some old timey radio for you. Some old time radio, kids. Okay. This is actually my last song. Um Aww. So the Yay, book is I mean, oh, uh, no, no, the no. book is Living Like a Runaway, a memoir by Lita Ford, the one you haven't read yet. Yep. Um, I'm of course obsessed with the Runaways. If you like the Ramones, I mean, how can you kind of not be? Um, but fascinating memoir. Um, but she skips over the part with living on Turks and Caicos with her abusive husband. She just yeah. kind of glosses over that. Yeah. And sadly, I really wanted to. I, I didn't want to, her to relive her pain by writing it, yeah. but I was curious about that when I got to that part. I think we all want to know those know, parts, we you do, know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the the Runaways documentary that yes. they did. Yeah. Oh, which is pretty good, but they they don't have any Joan Jett. She, like, she refuses to do it. Yeah. And they just have like two pictures of her that they have you know the use of, so they just keep using the same, the same picture two. of yeah. Joan Jett like, over and over again. Um, but I just find the whole story of the runaways kind of insane yeah. and interesting. And Lita Ford, obviously she's kind of like a rock goddess. So highly recommend the book. And I chose the song, um, you drive me wild. Of course you thought I was going to choose cherry bomb, but it didn't. I chose you drive me wild. I know you. It's yeah. a great song. It's, this is such a great song. It's so good. Yeah. For people who only know cherry bomb, get with it. Folks. Yeah. Just like learn another one. Yeah. You know when you're closer in a turn. And Lita Ford and Cherie Curry have both been on the show. My autograph Lita is up there. Beautiful. And autograph Runaways by Cherie is over here on the door. Oh you man, right you are so lucky. Is that the al is that the album that this song <gasps> is from? Even oh. no, that's from their second album. Oh, I am. I talked to her about the first album. I said you're on the cover. That couldn't have gone over well with the band. And she goes, "We didn't know about that until we they pressed it. They oh, didn't wow. ask us. They didn't tell us." And she said she was really pissed off by it. I cannot wait to go and listen to that episode. Yeah, really good. Yeah, the Runaways are awesome. The Runaways is so great. Joan is still elusive, but I'll still continue to try. She her doc is good, though. Her documentary is... Yeah, yeah, it's called Bad Reputation. Yeah. Yeah, her doc is really good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, you got one more, buddy. I got one more. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, hey. hey Philip. How's it going? Not so much a podcaster as he is an author. Yeah, you know. 
cozy mystery. And how many hats are you wearing over there today? I, I wear. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm a patriot first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your T-shirt? It's. Uh, it's been. Oh, uh, I'm wearing. I'm wearing a shonen knife. Shonen knife. Who I struggled. I've like no books about the knife, but. But now, but that font is the Iron Maiden font. Yes. So Molly, this is this is full circle. Yeah. Molly. And my son and I okay. and another friend went to see Shonen Knife, Shonen Knife. in 2018. That's I cool. Guess, in L.A. And they're so great. They are great. They're fantastic. They're just the poppiest, kind of silliest. We're going to sing half our songs about food. Oh, they're so great. But we're from uh, Japan and th- and we've been doing it for 30 years plus. They just Amazing. don't stop. No, they, they do don't not stop. stop. They, uh, no. So I don't I sadly do not have a knife song. That's okay. They right. do have a 33 and 3rd book coming out, though, so I'm oh, excited nice. about that. Someone's doing it. Good for them. Yeah. Talk Punk rock girls, now, we love it. Since yeah. you're an author now, yeah. could you submit to write a 33 and a 3rd book? Have you ever thought about that? I. That's perfect for you. I yeah. did kind of casually think about that once. I think, though, I, I mean, I, yes. I thought the answer is yes. But I think the way that that works is it's mostly rock journalists okay. who are doing which I only dabbled in i did like some reviews mm-hmm. way back when but um you used to work for like do reviews for pitchfork and stuff didn't you or yeah, no? yeah. just a few yeah i got no. paid in like free music and if you could <laughs> do like yes would you do carly simon's boys and trees is I that the thinking, album you would go with that or that pete townsend flute song <laughs> right. good, the pete townsend flout song good, good, good. the flautist song <laughs> no right. it's they have a million uh books and it's kind of interesting to think what you would do because so many of it's they don't limit it to one per artist, right. but generally it's one per artist. Yes. And so you want either either the most seminal album or the one you think you can talk the most about. So it's like, like Exxon Main Street's done. The Ramones is done. Yeah. Right. Use Your Illusion is done. So it's like yeah. you can't, you know. It, well, Carly Simon. Yeah, Carly Boys and Trees. trees. I, it's I, out I there. Look it up. It's out All there, right. man. I mean, it's like an apple on a tree waiting to be picked <laughs> like a boy. And I, and. <laughs> <laughs> um, even. Okay, so here's Captain Transition. Even this album that I'm going to close with is done. Wow. Um, this is from a New York group who came from one of the boroughs that was sort of overlooked. Not Ramones. Ma- not Manhattan, I know. Oh, okay. No. Bunch of guys who made up their own names. Ramones. Made their- no, no. No, it's not. Um, went in the studio for Dirt Cheap. Uh, Ramones. No. I am, of course... Talking about the RZA, the Jizz of the oh, Genius, Break on the Chef, yes. ODB, and on and on. Yeah. This is from Wu Tang Clan's first, this is their first single, actually. This is Protect Your Neck, which does start with non uh, music track. So I don't want to confuse you going okay. to the okay. other thing. But it's very key to their thing. Uh, the book is called The Wu Tang Manual, written by RZA and uh, a gentleman named Chris Norris. And I recommend it because at first, just like, oh, okay, a rap song. Awesome. There's so much of like them making their own mythos and language mm. that this book like sometimes explains literally like protect your neck comes from the idea of them chopping off heads while they rap. The tongue is their sword. So when they cut someone's head off, they are outdoing them. That's what, so protect your neck is telling everybody else, watch out, here we come. It's like speaking wow. Vulcan. Almost. It's just shy I, of Vulcan. I love it. It's just shy. So this, say, okay, yeah. so protect your neck. neck. And then this is a this there, is the Shaolin version? Yes, it's a little shorter for you, so we can, we can right. do that. 
I'm not going to play it all anyway, Philip. No, I know. But I had to start with Kung Fu sounds. Yeah, you gotta. And if you're waiting for the chorus, there kind of isn't one. <laughs> All right. It's, it's, I think, RZA saying, protect your neck a couple times. And they but, just filled it with eight different voices yeah. going on and on. I liked it. It's worth it. checking out. Yeah. That's, I so love RZA as, as a person. I think he's So that's so the other great. thing that I, like, when this topic was pitched, mm-hmm. I was like, I think I have to talk about Wu-Tang Clan. Just because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're really interesting. And Super RZA interesting. especially, that, like... They built this world around themselves. They refer to Staten Island as the land of Shaolin because they saw themselves in Kung Fu movies. And basically it's a way to escape and to empower themselves. Mm -hmm. And then they made it like a thing for other people. So it, it, yeah. And I'm, that's tip of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It is really interesting. And the music sounds Mm -hmm. great. And it's also weird. Like the, I think on this track, the snare drum is not a snare, but it's RZA with a bucket and a wrench. Oh my god! Just getting the sound right, and you're like, "All right, yeah. <laughs> okay." I, yeah. I actually think that Wu Tang RZA himself and Sonic Youth have a lot in common. Okay, go just on. As noisemakers, making you know? that yes. noise. As, yeah, as you just, like that noise. Just making weird noises and and yeah. sort of leaning into their own kind of noise. I love that. Yeah, you're right. That's I, a, I love the uh, the what um what is it? This movie, Ghost Town? No, Ghost oh, Man. Ghost Ghostbusters. Dog, Ghostbusters. Dog. Ghost Dog Ways of the Samurai. The yeah, Jim Ghost Jarmusch. Dog. The soundtrack on that RZA. by RZA is amazing. Yeah, it's it's good. so good. <laughs> it's good. It is so good. And they're like, their business, and I'm just, it's all just Wu-Tang stuff for me. Um, <laughs> but like, their business model's interesting. Like, they somehow mm-hmm. got the contract so that, yeah, they did this with nine guys, but then they were all free to do solo stuff with other labels, which then they leveraged to be like, well, if you like that, you should come back to this. Mm-hmm. And it's all part of their empire smart. that they made. Very yeah. smart. Crazy smart. smart. Are they on verbal? Because they should they be. It sounds like they'd well, be perfect for them. Two things. One is, I think RZA just came out with a new something. A new album or a new song or something. I saw him on social it's promoting zillion, it. It's a zillion things. There's another book. There's They have a Hulu have series. So much stuff, yeah. There's a, yeah. But, there's, a, um, there's an energy drink. <laughs> probably. <laughs> an energy it's gotta drink. be. I okay, guarantee wait, you I, there we, is. We drove by the most fascinating thing I found recently. And maybe people know this. Um, Wu-Tang Clan, a few years back, made an album that is one pressing. There is one seat. What? So hold on. It gets even weirder. There's one pressing. And the idea was uh, to revalue music. Because now if you, you know, the idea was like you stream it everywhere, it's free and not worth anything. So they made one thing that was not for commercial sale for 90 years. It's got this gorgeous box, you know, and it was auctioned off. And the Wu-Tang's end of it was like, we'll take that money and we'll reinvest it in communities and stuff like that. Mm. 
the person who bought it is that pharma bro guy who like a few years back literally like jacked up prices on cancer medication. Oh, oh man. That dude bought it. So now it's in Bummer. it's in government possession as, you know, they possess his assets. So oh. I mean no one's hearing this thing. That's oh. fascinating. Isn't that the cr- and I'm like but they've got to have tape of it or something. something. Yeah. I don't know, man. But it's just, it's hilariously like opaque and crazy. That and is I crazy. Just, like, and then, the, wait, who, I, like I'm reading the Wikipedia thing. I'm like, wait, who got it? That dude, is this a prank? Are you? The future timeline is a prank. <laughs> Trump was the president. That, I mean, there's a lot of nonsense going on. Yeah, there's a it. lot of nonsense. I've seen shown a knife t-shirts using an Iron Maiden font. Everything's crazy. It's all up in the air. All right. And Mr. Tingles is running for office now. That's the show. You guys might be too knowledgeable to ever come back. Okay, good. It seems like you know too much about music. We, we know about everything. Every single thing. <laughs> I think that's evident. Tell us the name of the book one more time. The it's na- not out yet. You can't get it. It's no. like this Wu-Tang CD. A, <laughs> I pressed one copy. Yeah, and, you, and it's just kept in your little knapsack there. And, and if you come to my house, I'll read it. And but that's, that's it. it. But that's it. That's it. Uh, it is called The Murderous Haircut of the Mayor of Bel Air. It is a psychic barber mystery by me, Philip Mottes. Uh, it's the first in a series. It is available for pre-order. So if you Google those words... You will likely find it. You may find my website where they got links to that. All right, cool. Follow me on Twitter, at Philip Mata's Yum, yum, yum. How many pages is that book? Ooh. Look. <laughs> Spoken as a true reader. Yeah. Uh, 3.30. I'm out. <laughs> Anything more than 278, I can't. <laughs> I'm out. I yeah. you, my friend Mike did the same bit. He was like, I, I asked him oh, to read. I, oh, I'm an original like Mike. No, but it, but I, you're in good company. He's very funny. You're in good company oh, okay. because he, I said, could you read this for me? I know it's a big ass. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then the next fact was like, wait, how big is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fine. I the hang next, with the, the real next, literate he, crowd. He doesn't read it. And the next day he just goes, hey, it wasn't my cup of tea. It was fine. <laughs> Three stars. All right. Molly Verbal. Verbal. V-U-R-B-L. Yes. You can get the app at the iOS application store. The application. (laughs) Fill out an application. You can also just find it online. I did want to say, though, um, not to blow too much smoke up Philip's ass, but he is a very funny comedian, Mm -hmm. and he actually has a sort of podcast. I would call it a podcast because you can get it on RSS, but- that he does with Mike Patet. They've been doing sketch comedy together now for, what, 20 years or something? They're called Superpunk. I highly recommend going to Verbal and checking out Superpunk Radio. The episodes are hilarious. Do and it. it just gives you a little taste of what these guys are kind of known for, which I don't think they fake, do it enough. Fake yeah. radio commercials. But, well, comedy. And um, <laughs> it's it's great. And then um, also you can find Ramones of the Day, the podcast that Philip and I do That's together true. about the Ramones, where we dissect every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd and 3rd to the word zero on Verbal.com. And if you go there and you listen to this uh, sketch thing that Philip does and you don't like it, then you'll know not to buy this book because you don't, <laughs> it's just going to be the same I can, stuff I honestly, in I cannot form. wait to read this book. I've been hearing about this book and just the fact that he chose to write cozy mysteries, yeah. I think is funny you, in and of itself. And you didn't bring a copy to give to Molly right well, today? I don't have copies. He doesn't have you copies. You just have that. That's it. I, that's I'm really showing just it off it. because it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. All but right. this, this, so a little insight into the production world of independent publishing is you have to do these things so you get it from the press okay. and then say okay what do i not like do i not like this type of page mm-hmm. do i not like, like this type of whatever yeah it's because you don't want to buy a million copies and be like oh 
There's a typo on the there, title. It says Philip Matates. <laughs> Matates. <Yeah. laughs> Matates. Makuna Matates. <laughs> yeah. All right. We are. Wait, at, Pat. What are you going? What are you going to promote? What, oh, what do you got? Well, what do you got to sell? We are at Rock Solid Show. Yeah. You can go to RockSolidPodcast.com for all things about the show, and that's it. And with that, I'm going to play our playout song. Okay. Here's what I picked. It's a song by the band XTC. Mm, oh, yeah. It. It's from the album None Such. All right. And the song is called Books Are Burning. Oh, nice. On Rock Solid. Thank you, Molly. And thank you, Philip. Thank you. And Philip, I really can't wait to get that book and put it on my nightstand and let it collect so much dust. But I'll probably, <laughs> right under I'll that probably Keith read it. Book. I got to be honest. I'll probably read it because you have, uh, you've intrigued me with this uh, cozy mysteries. Thanks. I love it. Do so here we go. Books are burning on Rock Solid. Oh, we missed him say books. Hold on a second. Oh, man. Yes. In the main square. And I saw there. Thank you.